Hi, John. Hey, Alex. Remember last episode where uh, we had like a two-year anniversary? Nope. Yeah, it happened. It oh, was, okay. It was our two-year anniversary last episode. I just want to tell you about something. What was that? I want to take a second to recommend some great podcasts that are available now on Stitcher Premium. Oh. And if I may start with one that is not on what I'm going to call ad copy. Oh, okay. Wolverine. The Long Night. What is... It's uh, Marvel's first uh, podcast. I oh, think really? it's the first one. I don't know. But uh, it's Richard Armitage, plays Wolverine. And uh, he's like a loner in Alaska, a la very uh, Wolverine uh, settings. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's like a, there's a whole cult shenanigans going on. Would you say Richard Armitage? Yes. Oh, from like the, he's in The Hobbit. He's in, uh, he just did that, he voiced that, I think on that Castlevania show. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's gruff and. Yeah. 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 He's very, he's very Wolverine-y. Yeah, but, um, I like that dude. Yeah, definitely uh, worth a listen. So check that out on Stitcher Premium. Uh, there's also uh, our favorite, the uh, Freedom. That's a good one. Yes, with yeah. uh, Scott Arkerman, mm-hmm. Lauren Latkes, Paul Frederick Thompson. Oh. I have no idea if that's what the F stands for. Why not? Yes, but it's all available on Stitcher Premium and uh, a whole bunch of back catalogs too, which I found out recently because Jimmy Pardo's podcast, uh, the Never Not Funny, mm. I'm going to say second worst name of podcast after the Alex cast, uh, their back catalog, which they've been going for 12 years uh, the whole like first chunk oh, of it before wow. they got to Earwolf is uh-huh. on there. So I'm excited to go back and listen to that. Yeah. So if you want a free month of Stitcher Premium, that's free month. Like a whole however many days are in a month. Yeah. Somewhere above two weeks. I'm not a whole hip to thing. Uh, go to StitcherPremium.com and use our promo code STUFF. In all caps. I don't know if that matters, but go ahead and do it in all caps. According to the lady at Stitcher, it does not. Oh, excellent. I asked. I like doing it in all caps just because... I like doing it all counts because I feel like we're screaming. Yeah. Screaming. Makes you feel assertive. Saying, I want this and I want to support John and Alex Hate stuff by screaming into the void, give me a free month. You're going to. As uh, long as they're supporting us. Yes. StitcherPremium.com. Use the promo code stuff. Thank you very much. Hello, John. Hello. Weißt du was ich hasse? Ja. Ja. Ich hasse Inglorious Bastards. Uh, nine. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that was hey John. That, that's that's cost at elf mark. According according to uh, according to Google's English to German translate, that's John. Do you know what I hate? Oh oh yeah. No oh, okay. He has a inglorious bastards. Yes, sir, and Glorious Bastards, uh, spelled uh, in an interesting way. Yes. Um, according to Tarantino, he will never admit why he spells it that way, because yeah. it will break a spell. And I went, oh, yeah, I forgot why I hate reading Tarantino interviews. <laughs> yeah. Because he is he as, is an annoying human in interviews. As a guy, he is the dude at, like, a movie Q&A that would be like, well, this is more of a comment than a question. Yes. Or, like, ask a question that was designed to illustrate how much film knowledge he has. What an annoying human. And- this has nothing to do with his movies, which I've said this for a while about artists that I enjoy or don't enjoy for that matter. But I don't want to know about them personally yeah. because it can only go wrong. Yeah. It's there's never a time where I'm like, eh, I'm on the fence about this guy's art, but oh, he's he's great in real life. So I'm going to like their stuff. You know, right. Say so the, the, the second you open any, it's like I when I was a kid, I like Charles Bukowski as a writer. And then I watched a documentary about him. And I'm like, 
oh, you're you're like awful, mm-hmm. like every like you were just a petulant garbage fire, and I do I want nothing to do with you. We're like, oh well, there's that illusion shattered. Same with Kerouac, same with Hemingway. Like, yeah, I need to stop knowing about artists. <laughs> on a on a much less note, I used to listen to in Omaha. I used to listen to uh, KGOR, and uh, the DJ I really liked was named Jack Swanda, and he seemed like a cool guy. And we went to some like Easter egg hunt event that they were throwing they putting on, and he just looked like a math teacher. And I was very let down. Oh, right. so since then, I've never loved anybody. Yeah, I mean, that's very much like uh, Hemingway being abusive. Yeah, yeah. same thing. That, Looking like a math teacher. That, that guy from that flyover state yeah. in the, on, on Kagor. Same thing. Uh, okay, what, what else can we talk about this movie? Well, I, I will say, when I first saw this movie, I did not like it. Really? Uh, yeah, because I, I think I was going with... with with bad expectations. And, and I remember kind of walking away from it going like, oh, I thought the Inglorious Bastards were actually going to be in the movie. And they, I mean, they are, but I thought it was going to be about them and mm. not about Shoshana's story. I kind of forgot the movies that Quentin Tarantino makes, basically. Expecting, coming off of sort of Kill Bill, I guess. Yeah. But when I saw it again, I, I liked it so much more. Uh, I enjoyed it the first time seeing it. I liked this. I liked it. This is probably my second time seeing it, maybe third, mm-hmm. but I liked it significantly less this time because... I, the, the, the end was not spoiled for me. Mm-hmm. So going into it, I had no idea what the end of this film was. I went, no fucking way did he just do that. Yeah. Cause that's awesome. Uh, that's, I mean, we'll get mm-hmm. to it later, but like, that's a ballsy fucking. Yeah. But so, but now that's like worn off and, and the, the joy of how bad Brad Pitt's accent is, mm-hmm. is worn off. So it's like, it really does. Like it's, I, I, I found it laborious to watch this time. And there's parts I really like, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I just I found myself looking at my phone a lot. I was like, yeah, this thing's still fucking on. Like, I love the. I mean, I guess we should start at the beginning. I think it's a brilliant opening scene. I think there's two beautifully shot, tense scenes, mm-hmm. and that's the the house in uh, in France. Yep. What, why am I saying it like that? I don't know. Um, that part and the basement bar, mm-hmm. the two like really tense areas, are like wonderful bits of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And then I don't really, like, I don't, I can't think of a single scene with the bastards that was particularly memorable mm-hmm. at all. And I don't really care about anything that happened with the bad guy from the Winter Soldier, uh, uh, a private solar. Oh, uh, no, he's the bad guy from uh, Civil War. Oh, yeah, Civil War, yeah. whatever. Same, See, I, same I liked thing. his story a lot more this time because I kind of r- r- looked at it from a different angle. But uh, uh, we can talk about that when we get there. I like a lot of this movie. And I, I think it is a little long, but I don't I don't mind it. I do like – Tarantino's always been talky, but a lot of his like post-Jackie Brown stuff – or his more recent stuff, I guess I should say – it is extremely talking and, ex- and extremely more slow paced than than is uh, like Pulp Fiction or whatever. But I do I do enjoy it. I think I think it's interesting enough, um, and he's he's a competent enough filmmaker that uh, that it all works for me. Like so much of this just is building to Operation Kino happening. Yeah, and that can feel laborious because it is a lot of inaction for a World War II movie. It's not even like I'm looking for action, which I think would have helped if there was a couple like kind of I don't know up tempo sequences in it. It's that there's a lot of just leisurely pacing mm. in the scenes. And I'm fine with like, but like her putting the uh, the letters up on the, on the marquee, mm-hmm. the two times we th- see that, it takes a while. And it's just like it, 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 him just awkwardly hitting on her. And yeah. it's like, I don't, I just don't enjoy the scene, I guess. So it just uh-huh. feels like it takes forever. Like, I don't understand his character motivation at fucking all until he kind of, you know, swerves all the way at the end and becomes like full evil. Yeah. But like- 
he doesn't make any sense. At, at, the only, the, really, the only people I understand in this is, is the bastards because they're pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. and and Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Everybody else is just kind of like this weird, like I don't know. Their their motivations are like Shoshana. I just why are you talking to him for so long? Like why is this even happening? Why the fear? It, I mean, like he's a Nazi wearing a uniform, and like so it is this like I want you to go away and leave me alone. I but at the same time I don't want to do anything that gives me away as being a secret Jew. Like her whole th- her all her interactions with her. I, re- I was reading some review that that referred to her as like calculatingly flirting with him. Which is not the case no, at but all. That's, I, but that would have made. I actually think those would those scenes would have made more sense if she were calculatingly flirting with him. I don't know what the actress is trying to play there. Like it's it doesn't come across as fearful. It doesn't come come across as flirty. It comes across as as just she, she can't she can't be she can't put it out there that she's afraid. This is a person that's like putting it all inside, but is like trying to tolerate this guy. And at the beginning, she's just trying to cast him off as like yeah. whatever. And then when in the cafe. When they meet later, you know, she's, she's like, I don't, you're, you're in the uniform. I don't give a shit, whatever. And then he, he ends up being this big famous guy. Yeah. And she's still just like, you know, not interested. But then when these two Nazis, like generals show up, drag her in front of Goebbels and like her, like she's being forced to be, have this movie show at her theater. Like it's, there's, there's not a whole lot there for her, I guess is what I'm saying. Like she's thrust into a lot of things and has to, has to wear a brave face. That part I got. It's more the initial contact between her and the guy. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything. And it's, I think it's the actress's fault. I don't think she's all that particularly good in this. Is There's nothing. She betrays nothing. Like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an Anakin like wooden performance. Uh, I disagree. Compared to her performance in, uh, let me find the actress real quick, uh, and and some of this might just be the script uh, itself. Melanie Laurent, uh, she was in this this piece of shit movie called Beginners. Uh, that anything other than the Christopher Plummer parts are just crap, and she's so much better in this. Like when when she's in her full like French speaking mode, but even even like small moments, like when she's done talking to Londa, and like she just crumbles, like just like that, as soon as he walks out of the frame, and she's just. Let's it all out. I thought I thought she was. Really uh, I didn't. I didn't buy that for a second. Like the way she bit the back of her hand, kind of. Ah, th- oh, just it just. I didn't. I didn't like her acting at all. Like huh. she did not. I let me let me reframe that. Up until just after that spot, actually, I didn't mind her so much when she's at the table with goals. Mm-hmm. Like she was fine, but I actually thought that 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 relief moment of her being like, "Holy fuck." I didn't buy it. Like I just like the acting. Oh, see, I loved it. I liked her. I liked her with um, the projectionist, her her lover, mm-hmm. and like the later scenes where she's like got like a little bit of like fire to her. I thought the actress did a good enough job, but yeah, I don't know. There was something about her, and I very much disliked the guy that played Zoller. I thought I, I, I actually think quite a few of their acting performances in this. Weren't. See, I I completely disagree because I think like in in her case, you you're a person that's dragged in front of. Like one of the Nazis, one of your your most hated people. Happens to be often. It happens every day. Yeah. Uh, and you have no idea what anyone is saying. So, like, what's your reaction to that? You know what I mean? Like, you're in a room full of people. Everyone is speaking a different language that you don't understand, but you're trying to be amiable about it. And I thought she did a really good job. Like when they're like horsing around and she's like, "Hey, all right." I thought she, I thought she was fine. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. Maybe it's just she didn't have enough to do, or I don't know. I just, I didn't buy her. And also, I'm biased too about how annoyed I am at Goebbels of like what a what an annoying character. Goebbels and is not in a wait. I need to be clear here because <laughs> I do make a lot of I do make a lot of crass jokes. I mean the way he's portrayed in this film. Obviously, he's a fucking war. Right. Like he's a he's like. 
like top 10 monsters that ever existed. So sure. let, let me be very clear when I'm talking about the Goebbels. I'm talking about the 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 slapstick guy that's in this movie. Yeah. Not, not, the, not the historical character because it's he's irritating. And I guess that's, I, you know, Tarantino likes to kind of make genre films like mm-hmm. in the old style. So I guess he's trying to make a, yeah. you know, back before character mattered character. Yeah, I mean, like like yeah. it's, it's, it's sort of uh, this wish fulfillment movie. And yeah. Yeah, it's he's not going to be this deep, like complicated man. No, he's a piece of shit. I don't. Yeah, I, I guess. And an irritating. I, I guess I'm just kind of tired of it from Tarantino. Where if you're going to do like a like a pastiche kind of bullshit character, mm-hmm. make him either be reviolent, like make him be Christoph Waltz, like uh-huh. like where it's like, oh, you're like fucking gross. Yeah, like you 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 like it's like oh you're menacing. Or let me have the ability to laugh at him. This is like that perfect middle ground. This is like when your uncle gets like one drink too much mm. where he, he's not he's not full racist and he hasn't grabbed like 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 a second cousin's butt yet but like he's just like kind of like you know like this perspiration on his forehead ah, it's like sure. oh you're really unpleasant to be around at this moment like he's that level of family barbecue okay. uncomfortable okay. and i just i didn't <laughs> i don't i don't spend a lot of time with my extended family so i'm just i'm yep sure this, I, this sounds reasonable it does i assure you no, but I think the talking about this language thing makes me think that so like very little of this movie honestly is in English, and how crazy that is. Uh, having having recently, I think just just a few months ago, saw uh, William Friedkin's Sorcerer for the first time. Uh, this like early '80s uh, remake of uh, Wages of Fear, and it opens with this title card that basically says. Hey everybody! The first twenty minutes of our movie takes place in other locations, and to stay true to the to the feel of the whole thing, it's in foreign languages with subtitles. Bear with us; you're gonna hear oh, really? English. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. and the fact that like America, like they put it out there, yeah. and they they trusted American audiences to not be dumb enough. And I feel like I, I I like it when when shows do that. You can figure it out that they're speaking a foreign language, and you can read for a little bit. You'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, I I did enjoy on the subtitle for one ballsy of Tarantino. One mm-hmm. of the things I like about this is that he he didn't shy away from language use, but I did like and there's a bit of trivia about it uh, saying this, but I noticed it with the German is that the the subtitles are wrong because oh. I, I speak enough German that I'm like that's not what they just said. Uh-huh. Like th- there's there like I mean I think it's kind of like loosely yeah, but, yeah and yeah. there's parts where like the translations are wrong where it's like like she says we. And the and the subtitle says we instead of yes. Yeah, and I, I like that as because I do like Tarantino as a filmmaker. I just think some of it, some of it, it's like I think it's like you with Wes Anderson after a certain point where it's like I fucking get it. Yeah, like, yeah, you're twee. There's certain Tarantino isms where it's like oh, I fuck yeah. it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'd... some of his his cutesy turns of freight, like putting cliches and stuff in the dialogue, kind of drive me crazy yeah. a little bit. So often his movies aren't interested in being other than artifice. Like yeah. There, you're, I mean, think of think of the last Quentin Tarantino movie you saw that like you actually had like real empathy for the characters and what they were going through, whatever. It was Dusk Till Dawn, that guy that was like, I like big pussy, wet pussy. <laughs> yes. That guy was like my spirit animal. Right. So, <laughs> but since then, but that was with Robert Rodriguez who brought oh, that heart of course, to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So often it's, it's just less like, hey, isn't this cool, everybody? So I think some of that stuff kind of helps to remind you about like how phony this all is. And I, I can know. see your tolerance for that, yeah. like being, being limited. It's not something you're like, yeah, that's. You know, yeah, I think, it can get I think, old. I think sometimes it even still works. Like I did enjoy, uh, I think it's just Christoph Waltz being a, a screen presence. 
uh, him using uh, like American slang and wondering if he's using it yeah, correctly. Like, like I think we have a bingo. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I, I did enjoy bingo. that. I, yeah. Opening opening scene is is an interesting study. Mm-hmm. One. How is that not the guy that played Leon the Professional? It just should be him, whatever his name is. <laughs> I don't remember the actor's name, but that just like that was that that shot was me. That, that scene was Jean Renault. Jean yeah. Renault. That is totally that that should have been Jean Renault. I don't know why it wasn't him. But powerful opening scene, and I really liked it a lot. I think it sets a an interesting tone for a film that it doesn't follow up on, and I think that's part of my problem with it is that it sets it in this. This is a high paced, like a high tension movie with like moral stakes that it's, that it's establishing. And that doesn't really fall through. Like at no point does her father essentially being complicit Mm -hmm. in a family of people being murdered under his, like he still has, he still has, has daughters there. Right. And at no point does Shoshana make any reference to like, oh, the fucking pig that sold me out or like there's, it's just kind of like this. We open with this moral you know, uh, on one train track is 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 a baby, and the other is five adults. You know, mm-hmm. one of those. You know, which switch do you hit kind right. of thing. And we never come back to it, and we get a lot of like kind of slapsticky light. Which I it guess just felt like tonally, it left me kind of in the air a bit. And then I never really, re- I don't get my footing a lot in the film. I guess my my read of that first one was was less of. The moral choice, which the guy totally makes, and is that actor is was great. Oh like, yeah, when you, when yeah, you can see him kind of break down. It's at, a beautiful that scene, like but just like how it. Yeah, and this was the first movie of Tarantino's that I, I I remember just kind of being blown away by his ability to do the suspense thing, to like really inflate a scene with suspense and then let it out with like a joke or something like yeah, and then bring it back. Um, but I feel like the scene was much more about showing what a conniving, ruthless figure. Landa was versus versus that moral thing. It was more just setting up like, here's the villain of the piece. This is what mm. he does versus this man's choice. It sure it freed uh, Shoshana to, to go out into the world and you know to be encountered later. But uh, it really to me that my read of it was much more focused on on Landa. No, than, oh, no, I think else. that I think that is you're correct. That's why the scene's there. It's just it's such an important aspect of the scene that doesn't. We don't circle back on it, and I i don't know. It just seems... I'm not trying to rewrite the film for him, but, like, I think showing Lando in a... In a in a in a less you know uh, uh, Sophie's choice kind of style scene where it's like this guy is mm-hmm. you know like it is focused on this moral thing and he's for and yeah I don't know it just it seems but, it just but, it sets a tone that never gets followed up on except for but I disagree because like that's like that's how uh, efficient Landa is is that he like he broke that guy down yeah uh, you know like he made him make that choice that yeah. he wasn't he wasn't really put into it but Landon Landon knew from the moment he stepped in there what was going on just broke him down to that well this is so this is a, a question I have about him as a character so this brings up the point with Lando do you think given like another situation he would have resisted Vader or did he always <laughs> there was like a audience there was like a 10 minute break in between him starting that and finishing that sentence yeah I, audience, if I may speak to you, that was not going to be my point. I thought of that during the time minute break. <laughs> when he meets Shoshana uh, at the Strudel place, mm-hmm. he says, uh, you know, I'll have a cappuccino and she will have a milk. Yeah. Does he know who Shoshana is? I have no idea. See, this is, and I, I both like this and don't like it because I think at times his efficiency as an officer is in question. Because essentially he let Hitler get blown up. Like the second that he noticed her foot, 
he should have he should have went arrest them all and he would have saved the third reich because he i think because he's just an evil guy he's not evil in the service of hitler he's just an evil dude he saw his out that's and the it was way like you read like it. Okay. yeah this is this is going to happen so how can i make this work for me like yeah i i'm kind of done doing this okay now how i like how can i make this work in my favor and so i'm just going to navigate some stuff for for me i i yeah i don't disagree with that read it's just it's I think that's why I like him. He's like one of the few things I like about the movie. But yeah, that that her, offering her milk thing was. Well, that's I mean that's kind of what I like about him because he is so and, and the way Christoph Waltz plays him, he's 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 real slippery. Like it's hard to read. Like he'll ask you this question that seems rhetorical, but he, then he expects an answer. And so I really enjoyed that. I thought he did that very very well. And so I I think rather than being some sort of mustache twirling annoyance or something like like Goebbels, I think keeping him on that like uneasy footing is what made that character a little bit more um, effective in that opening scene, his description of the rats and squirrels right. is so fucking menacing. And he's just talking about rats and squirrels. Like, but if it was in your house, punctuated yeah. by pulling out the most ludicrously large pipe that's ever existed. That yeah. I've just, what a, what a brilliant, like kind of, like release valve on that scene. Well, followed up by horrible slaughter, but just pulling at this massive, like how big is that code in, one? In an interview, uh, I think it was actually on Charlie Rose, Tarantino and Christoph Waltz said that the point of that whole thing, of that pipe, was for Landon to show off that he knew, he knows so much about this guy, he knew he smoked a pipe. That, I did not get that read at all. I just got Got this like, oh, I too smoke a pipe. This giant, ridiculous pipe. I took it as he was a big Sherlock Holmes fan. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not, no, also, I'm not even no, saying that jokingly. No, but like, it also yeah, just yeah. adds to the, his to yeah. that character. Uh, it was just absurd. But uh, I loved it. Also, an interesting uh, character note. Shoshana runs away. Um, you know, very, she, she looks very Tarantino there, covered in blood, young blonde lady. Like mm-hmm. she could be, uh, running, yeah. running away in a shot that's reminiscent of a spaghetti or a, the searchers or some yeah. sort of Western. Yeah. And he, he lines up the shot with it, with his, with his, uh, uh, Walter PPK and then doesn't shoot. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, good job. You got away. But why didn't, why doesn't he shoot? Because he's, he's, uh, it's like a cat playing with its uh, prey. He's, he's like, I'll get you eventually. Uh, eh. This will give me something to do later. Job security. Chapter two in Glorious Bastards. So here's here's a question just right, right <laughs> please, off the bat that, that, that someone someone brought up. Why why is Aldo Rain in this movie? Why not just have like Jew Squadron? You know, like mm. what's why is Brad Pitt in this movie? Why is why is Clark Gable heading this up? My guess is you know like throwback to that era of filmmaking and the heroes of that time maybe. But you know it could have just as easily have been. You know, uh, yeah, he uh, doesn't serve a purpose. Yeah, I mean, and he, I, I, and now don't get me wrong, I like how much he kind of eats scenery and how ridiculous. Oh, that he chews the appropriate yeah. amount of scenery, but it's but it is this yeah. thing. Like, if you go like, well, why, why not just do that? I mean, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, but it's, also, I have a lot of issues with some of the casting in this movie. Oh yeah, we, we need to talk a lot about that. And it, actually, we're this we're about to get into a good start of all the weird casting choices. But Brad Pitt's accent is is. Tremendous, but in one in one sentence he says, uh, you know, like when you join up my squad, you take on a debit uh-huh. instead of debt, yeah. which is weird because also he's apparently well read and kind of smart as we learned over the course of the, uh, over the course of the, maybe not well read, but he's smart. Yeah, I was going to say over the course of the film, uh, is he smart or is he savvy? Who fucking cares? Because he writes bastards on his gun, and that's yeah. where I think bastards comes from is that he's an idiot, and that's how he spelled it. Yeah, 
And then he goes, Nazi scouts, uh-huh. which I love. Which is weird because it's the same sentence where he mispronounces one word. But I love yeah. the way he says Nazi. Yeah. Like it is such a, I mean, it's one, it's not exactly a beautiful word. It's certainly not a beautiful concept. Right. But boy, he, he, that's as ugly a pronunciation of yeah. a word as you can come up with. Okay, we're not quite introduced to the bastard yet. Because first we meet Hitler in a perfect Hitler. I mean, it is. Well, he's not made like, of cake this time, so that's, <laughs> yeah, that's something. Cake Hitler. It is. I I can't. I don't know who that actor. I, mean, I know who that actor is, but like, oh my god, is it perfect? Like his over the top, yeah. just scream because it's not the Bruno Gans uh, a bunker version right, of screaming yeah. Hitler. This is an unhinged. Like that's probably actually just what Hitler was up. like. Yeah. Well, just, apparently, like I had just heard something recently that he there's there's allegations that he was all on uh, amphetamines. Oh, it's not allegations. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, his personal doctor had him. I think he was taking like 60 different things in a day. It was cocaine. It was oh, amphetamines. God. Yeah, my it man was, was oh, yipped up. Yeah, he was, he, he was, he was thirsty for, for that, uh, mm-hmm. for the, for the, for the drugs. Uh, yeah, he was on all sorts of drugs. Well, also there's a, there's a theory that he may have been syphilitic and his brain was being eaten slowly. But boy, do I love the, um, him flipping out. But this is where, where, uh, the, the introduction of the character goes through Hitler, where, where he's like, there is no Baron Yudin. There is no Golem. Yeah. Which that's a good introduction to a character and I think we needed to get that good introduction out on our show because John who's that character? Eli Roth. Eli Roth. John, Friend why, of Quentin Tarantino. Why? Why? Friend of Quentin Tarantino. That's all you need to know. That's actually if I had the chance and I may have mentioned that on the show before if I had the chance to have dinner with Quentin Tarantino that would be my very first question which I'm sure he would be furious about because why am I not talking yeah. about him but like I don't get Eli Roth. Why Eli Roth? What about him like made you what about Cabin Fever made you go yeah this is good I need to have more I need to I find Eli Roth charming on uh, when he goes on Doug Loves Movies. I've heard him on other podcasts. A- again, as I said last episode, as a guy, I'm sure he's fine. I wouldn't even go that far. I just think he's charming on podcasts. Okay. I just, His just, movies, the ones I've seen, not good. I mean, they're not terrible. I, but I'm not, just, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. And then, like, he's not good in this. But he's also, yeah, he's not an actor. That that role was offered to Adam fucking Sandler. Which is hilarious. I don't even, like, what the, I get Tarantino likes stunt casting. Yeah. But what the fuck is happening? Especially in this movie, there would have been Adam Sandler and Mike Myers. Yeah. In the same movie, neither of which in a comedic role. Right. Which, but uh, that would have been, imagine that reveal though. So when the, yeah, when the bear Jew is revealed, it's this whole backstory flashback about uh, them capturing some Nazis and wanting the Nazis to point out where other Nazis are. And you, you see this dark tunnel. They're like, well, we're going to have Donnie, uh come and get you and you just hear this this clang in the tunnel you don't see and steps out eventually steps out Eli Roth but if that whole big thing just clank 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 and then Adam Sandler steps out oh my god daba daba hoo, yeah, yeah, daba yeah. daba bear Jew yeah, yeah yeah I believe Jews are better no I believe the Nazis are better yeah. Jews are better Nazis are better that would have been <laughs> hilarious because it's also I mean also hilarious is the idea that uh, someone from Boston fighting against racism I enjoyed that he's doing a Boston accent right yeah, absolutely. Isn't he talking about New York baseball players? No, though? no, he's talking about Boston. I thought he was saying New York people. I don't think he was. No, oh, okay. Was I don't know enough about baseball. I Neither that, do I, I. I just assumed. Oh, I, th- I thought those were Yankee people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, but so that whole that whole scene though is, is interesting. Well, that whole chapter because the the way it's structured is you have you're, you're introduced to the bastards. You have Aldo Rain giving his whole speech about needing the Nazi scalps. Then you go to Hitler furious because the because the bastards have been doing their job very well. Let's not talk about him. Don't talk about the bear Jew. Whatever. Then you get like oh here's the one guy that survived. So he comes in. And you, then you get a flashback to his story. Within that story, you get this weird flashback to Hugo Stiglitz 
one of the members of the German speaking oh, members right. of the masters, yeah. which I guess that actor, he's a German actor who was like, I don't ever want to be filmed wearing a Nazi uniform. And Tarantino was like, what if I had you murder a bunch of Nazis? And he was like, okay. Yeah, it's a great deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that just comes out of nowhere, basically. I mean, it sets up later his his animosity and his sort of motivations for the later basement scene. Back to this, back to the flashback, back to Hitler. Like, it's yeah. flashbacks, then flashbacks. And I kind of like that. But it's also that whole, you're talking about earlier, the, the artifice, is so much of this movie is about s- stories, to not sound like an asshole. But not only do you have, like, the power of cinema and all this stuff. Uh, you also have both Hans Landa and Aldo Rain ask someone else, like, what have you heard of us? What do you know about us? And it's all about the power of that myth yeah. or whatever, you know, affecting affecting the people around them. And even just the, this movie in some ways is nation's pride. The Oh, yeah. That it is just like, what if we made a movie where American soldiers just murdered Hitler and hooray for America? yeah. Which, yeah, okay, I, I'll save that. I'll, uh, well, okay, let's let's get to So, Hugo Stieglitz, that doesn't pay off for this reason. This movie is Infinity War. There's too many characters and you don't get, like, th- there's just, oh, and there's the guy that's mad at the other guy. Like, so Hugo Stieglitz should have been a big deal, but it doesn't pay off. It just, at one point, he's slightly angry in a bar. And, but that's, that's not even the thing that sets that scene off. Yeah. He was... He he did literally nothing in the movie. Same as Elder Rain. His 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 character, if erased in the snap mm-hmm. by Thanos, Thanos being Hitler, the movie would have gone the exact same way. Stiglitz just got mad at a bar, but he didn't start a fight. Movie would not have gone the same way. Uh, How? What would have been different? Al Aldo Rain, uh the whole it uh what uh what's her name? I want to say Van Hammersley, but that's a Mr. Show character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Hammersmock. Yeah. yeah. His interaction with her and basically torturing her to get information. That was a whole thing he did. But there's, no, like, what I'm saying is there was two other people in the room. He doesn't need to be there. Fine. I'll give him that. Then take away one of the other guys. Right. Yeah. It's just fire. way too many people. Like yeah. why is Hawkeye here? Is well, what it's I'm also, saying. also some of the, some of those, uh, some of the Inglourious Bastards are character actors that I like. I Sam Levine's look at their name. It. Yeah. Sam Levine. Sam the man yeah. Levine. I love Sam Levine. Yeah. But uh, you're like, oh, cool. And you don't see him at all. I'm not a big BJ Novick fan. Something about him. I don't find good. Like I, uh, he was on The Office and he's like, maybe, maybe I'm just thinking about I his. I only know him from The Office, which yeah. I found him slightly irritating, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not enamored with The Office. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's a fine show and, uh, maybe it's just, I'm thinking about his character in that, but there's, I'm like, why is, why aren't you Sam Levine? Damn it. Yeah. Sam Levine is great. Well, there's a lot of, I just, I don't know. This movie had too much stuff in it and it, nothing, nothing really pays off. So the, the, the Stieglitz. So I don't know that I'd go that far. I understand your Hugo Stieglitz thing. Yeah. I think it needed to set up, or at least it wanted to set up, that they had a German guy on the inside and there were Germans that hated Nazis too. I mean, it's 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 ham-fisted. Like, all the Samuel Jackson stuff seems superfluous. I, yeah. I, I enjoy it, but it's at best superfluous. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I'm not infuriated by that is, one, it, it enforces my, this is just the Infinity War. But then, two... He's just got a nice voice, so it's like, ah, it's nice to hear Sam Jackson. Uh, okay, so I'm not happy with how many characters there are in the movie. I will say this. It, it, it definitely reads a little bit more like a book when you get to Act 3 because you have, like, okay, here's Shoshana at the beginning. Here's the Bastards. And then, oh, I'm sorry, it's more Act. Here's Shoshana. Here's the Bastards. Here's Shoshana again dealing with Frederick Zoller. And then you're like, not going to deal with Michael Fassbender? Yeah. What's, who's this? But even the, I still think that all pays off. I that's one of my favorite scenes. Even that's though I hate what watching it. That's what saves this movie for me. I think the opening and the entire bit at the bar 
mm. are are saving graces. If they if they were even if they were altered or not in, I I would dislike this movie. See, it's funny because not just not intensely, but right. this this would just be a forgettable thing. Which it's funny because I was saying before, like when I first saw this movie, I was angry that the bastards weren't in it more, and now they're like my least. I like everything around them. Like I kind of care about them the least amount. Well, it would be nice if they were in it more. Like given that if we could work under the assumption that the bastards have interesting characters and are people that we would like to hang out with, which we weren't around them enough to know that, or no, if they had I camaraderie, mean, I think I would have liked to have seen more of that with them. Yeah, I mean, they're psychopaths, though. I mean, as, as much as I'm all for punching Nazis, like, they're scalping Nazis and doing all these, like, fucking awful things. Nazis. I'm I'm okay with not spending the entire movie doing that, because I no, feel but like... I wouldn't mind if, if they were actual characters. We could have... Like, maybe one of them has a slight amount of doubt. Like, the skittish guy that's there. Oh, like just, you absolutely can't have any any doubt in this movie. I mean, because yeah. it is, it's not even rah-rah America. It's just fuck you Nazis. Yeah. And I mean, again, so much of it is, is because the movie is about, like any Tarantino movie, is about movies. Yeah, and feet. That's, yeah, that's kind of ancillary to what he's yeah. trying to do. But I, I do like, so the, the getting into to act three, which is the Shoshana um, Zoller bit. Is that I remember seeing it the first time. I remember it being this weird, kind of almost awkward meet cute where you're kind of reminded later that this guy's a Nazi. But this time around. No. Uh, no. Like this time around, yeah. I was much more like, no, this guy just fucking sucks. And he's just, he's like, he's charming. He's a charming enough guy, but like, he won't take fucking no for an answer. Yeah. And the whole scene where, like, then he takes her to meet Goebbels. Uh, Gerbils. Uh, and just the the whole scene where when Landa shows up and you just see her and he and Zoller are having the whole conversation, you just are seeing her react. She has no idea what's going on other than that he's shown up and they're talking in German above her. Because I think this movie does a pretty good uh, pretty good job of forcing your point of view by revealing by like stopping doing subtitles sometimes. Like there are scenes where people are talking. Oh yeah, like where have, his fans come out and there's no subtitles. They're just yeah. like they're like, oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, because you're now in here point of view. Like I have yeah, no yeah, idea yeah. what this is. But even though you're still seeing what they're saying, you're still you're watching her reaction. Yeah, and I liked that that counterpoint because um, even though you know like she's not necessarily in danger, but still Hans Landa isn't. You know what I mean? Like like you you need to know that Hans Landa isn't there specifically to you know get her necessarily, but it still is dicey. You're not real sure. Yeah. And much like Django Unchained, this movie has a lot of like weird food photography, not a lot, but it's got weird food photography where it's like with this strudel. All of a sudden there's these, oh, yeah. these close up loving shots, much like in, in Django Unchained when he, when he orders the beer and you get these very nicely shot things of him like moving the, the foam off the top of the beer. I don't know why. I don't know if, if Tarantino, his horniness is just turned into I like food. Well, here's here's a question for you. And now, this is coming from someone that my family's actual background, background or la, old last name was Bullenbacher, uh, a very German last name. The fuck is strudel? It's a dessert. Thank you. I got, I picked up on that, John. Yep. You're but welcome. that's like saying, in, in England, they call all desserts pudding, saying, oh, what pudding is that? It's pudding. No, I mean, like, what is strudel? It, like, it, it looked like some kind of bready, crispy, like, what the fuck is it? Yeah, it's that. It's a pastry with stuff inside Is there of stuff it. in it? Yeah. You've huh. never had a breakfast strudel? No, I've never had anything. I took I've food lit- science at Iowa State from a guy who invented the strawberry flavor of Pillsbury toasted strudel. Yeah. No, I've never had a strudel before. I don't. I don't know oh, what a strudel They're is. There's just, just a fancy yeah. ass. I mean, it doesn't. It's it, good. Doesn't, it doesn't matter for the movie. But yeah. it just there was a whole scene about strudel. I'm like, the fuck. I'm, all I'm doing is looking at it. I'm like, 
Is there stuff in there? I've not had like I've not had a strudel with cream on it, but yeah, just, I've had toaster strudel. I mean, yeah, nowadays, I mean, you know, the cream comes who, right on it. You know, who's, it's, got, yeah. who's got time? Yeah, it probably comes in a little packet. You know, uh, um, but I, but I do again, like a great just tent scene. It kind of bums me out that that. Christoph Waltz hasn't been able to, I, I, he's great in Django, but he hasn't been able to sort of maintain that level. Like, I mean, actors got to work, actors got to be in whatever, but like, he was not great in Spectre. That, that whole movie fucking I sucks, heard he was good but... in that, um, I don't know the guy, I didn't see it, the one with the cover art, it's the side of his head, it's some kind of brain movie. Zero Theorem? Zero Theorem. Um, oh, so this is uh, the, the Mike Myers scene. Yes. Now this scene is weird. You think? Yeah. Uh, the the Winston Churchill Winnie sitting in the back are not saying anything while Mike fucking Myers is inexplicable. Why the? Oh, I kind of so, hate Tarantino. A little well, bit. Okay. I'm not I'm not this angry. I just how could this How could I'm imagining the world in which Adam Sandler was there earlier, and then Mike Myers? It's just is is Hitler played by Garth? Like what? <laughs> that would, oh man, what's interesting? So about this scene, and this is this is something that actually one of the things I like about Tarantino. I've talked before about movies like adding textual references that if you if you get them, it deepens the thing. But if you don't, it's fine. And I don't know that this is necessarily that. But at the same time, you have the scene where Michael Fassbender, who's like German originally, but then was raised in England, playing an English guy to a guy that was Canadian doing an English accent. And the guy that's playing Winston Churchill was like a British World War II, like was in a ton of British World War II movies, who was Austrian born and then went to, to England. Yeah. So this weird like mishmash of stuff happening. And there's so much like in this movie where so, so many things mask off where like there's a certain amount of spy elements to it where it's you're revealed to be this, you're revealed to be this. Hans Lander revealed to be uh, just a conniving guy rather than a super Nazi. Uh, that was kind of a fun little interplay. Yeah. If you know it, if not, yeah, whatever. It's a weird scene. But I do like, I, I was really enamored with the Britishness or the faux Britishness of the whole thing, the whole like pip pip. Uh, I like Fassbender yeah. version of that. I, I and I think he played it well, but but Mike Myers in there. I just don't like Mike Myers. Yeah, you no, know, that's one for that. Yeah. Like I I, 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 I suppose I liked Wayne's World when I was eleven. I, like, I still think yeah. the first Austin Powers movies um, is probably pretty good, but just like his his love of British and Scottish things irritates me. Yeah, and yeah, so. that's exactly. It feels fan servicey to him. Yeah, enough. yeah. And then when he's like showing the maps and he's like, oh, I like to do drawings. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like, that's a little on the nose. Well, Tarantino. people, one of the things people complain about Quentin Tarantino is that he's, he wants to entertain himself first and the audience second. And as a guy with a podcast, let me tell you that rules. Yeah. And I support <laughs> that 100%. I, I'm actually fine with that. It's just sometimes his and I, uh, uh, our, our opinions on pop culture uh, right. defer. Like, so it's just the, the Mike Myers thing is is brutal because I like stunt casting. I think it works really well. And I think he does it with a deft hand. It just, in that case, it was so, this works in a world where Mike Myers is a good actor. And, and maybe right. he can be, but he's never been one. Well, I was, and it's, that, that scene was very sore thummy, which sucks because I think Michael Fassbender is, is is fantastic. He's and in like everything, he's a really good like he's great. Even he's good as fucking Magneto in those shitty X Men yeah. movies, or like yeah. in the in the shitty uh, Prometheus movies. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he plays Robot Boy, like yeah. he's fucking great in the well, great as a stretch, but he's as good as you could have been playing Robot Boy in that shitty movie. My concern was is that I was not sure whether or not anyone in that scene was horny, or mm. if someone was making someone else horny, and there was no way to know. There was no one asking those questions. What I was bothered by was that there was a globe right there and 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 Mike Myers' character wasn't naked with the globe in front of it covering his private mm-hmm. parts only. But, so yeah, so we're introduced to uh, Archie uh, Hillcox. 
who, and again, like, oh, I was a film critic. Because of course you were yeah. before you were in the, in the in the army, and he has to go be uh, go undercover. I also this is so sorry that the Tarantino ness of this scene mm-hmm. is. What do you know about uh, filmmaking the Third Reich? Oh, filmmaking Third Reich. I don't know much, but I do know. Yeah. And there's a rattles off. Yeah, and it it is that is such a fucking. That's exactly who Tarantino is and wants to be. Yeah, Just like the oh, I don't know much, but let me rattle off a fifteen. And minute. I think yeah. and I think that's why he does get a lot of hate from some communities because he is that guy and those guys love him because those guys want like you could, we could spend this whole entire hour just going through and here's a reference to this and here's a reference to this and here's a reference to this. And some of that stuff is cool and great, but some of it is just there. You know what I mean? And, and being able to recognize that doesn't make you that interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you can use that to tell a story and I, and I do think one of the things I like about Tarantino for being a sort of, is it pastiche, patache? I don't know how to say pastiche it. Pastiche is the way I, I, and weirdly enough, I said that earlier in this episode. Oh yeah, you totally <laughs> did. Um, is, that, is that I do think he brings he, enough of his own spin on things that he's able to kind of like, here's, I liked this and I'm going to do it, but I'm going to like make it my way. And I think he does that pretty well. But I think just being able to recognize like, oh, that's from City on Fire. That's from this isn't like good. Like, hey, way to do that. But like you need, it's like family guy, like just making the reference isn't enough. You need to like contextualize it, make it a part of a thing. Just just being able to recognize that isn't interesting, but that's why people like Tarantino, I think in a lot of ways, because it gives them a checklist to like. Well, so I think the specificity of it has gone downhill where he used to be a broadly referential yes. maker. Yeah. And like this movie seems to be, and I don't, I've, I've never been a big World War II uh, movie person, but like I see where like, oh, it, it it sticks out like a sore thumb that this is a reference to a film. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that movie, and that doesn't really matter, I think. But 12 years before this, Tarantino would have made a reference to the genre of World War II films. Mm-hmm. This is making reference to specific ones. It's almost turning into like a Zucker Brothers thing. It's fine for the uber nerds, but I think you're you're over-specifying it and it becoming like the... It's, it's like, like early Wes Anderson... It's fine if you don't like, uh, if you only listen, like, like if you own a CD player or listen to music on MP3s, you are allowed to like Wes Anderson. But mm-hmm. now you have to only listen to music on Victrolas in order to watch his movies, where it's become this kind of over-specificity hipster thing. This is over-specificity movie nerd. Like, like if you didn't dream about working in a video shop growing up, you mm-hmm. were no longer allowed to watch Quentin Tarantino movies. Well, it's, it's funny because my reference, you're talking about loving the Britishness of it. My reference for that is a Monty Python sketch making fun of those kind of movies. Of like uh, uh, Biggles, I think was the character's name. That was this sort of like Pip-Pip guy. Or even like, I think Archer uh, did a whole like bit about that. Where it's like, I have no idea what movies you're actually referencing. I just know that this is an idea. Yeah. And that's why I'm getting that. So I understand what you're saying. I'm sure this is, there are specific references in this stuff that I have no idea. Yeah. I bet but in this particular case, not that, not that this forgives that scene. Because that scene is a little long-winded and, and cumbersome. Uh, to get us to the next thing when you could have just had Samuel Jackson do it apparently. But it was just like me clapping my hands that like, I kind of get this. Yes. All right. Speaking of not that let's get to the bar. Cause yes. Uh, the one, the, the best scene. Yeah. Let's just, let's just get to thing. like the, the, the good thing. So they meet, uh, Von Hammersley. I'm not going to not call it that. Yeah. And I just, I love that whole thing. So it's introduced. He meets up with the bastards and, and he's like, Aldo rain is like, you didn't tell us this meeting was in a basement. Like that sucks. Being in a basement is, is not a good uh, tactical position. And, uh, Hey, John, what? Get it. There's, there's a famous movie. I'm not getting it. 
I can't tell if you're Joe Fight Club. Yeah. Famously, the entire point of that movie is fighting in a basement. Oh, okay. Oh, that was yeah. Oh, no, I, oh. no. Okay, no, because you're th- you're saying fighting. I'm thinking of more of using the word tactical. Oh, that's where I'm getting confused. No, no, no. That that entire speech was. He was in a movie called Fight Club, and they fought in basements. Oh, see, I didn't. That's even. all. I literally just read that as Tarantino writing it in crayon, holding it, holding it like a three-year-old, going, "He was basement fighter, ha ha, basement oh, fighter." Oh, see, I didn't. Funny. I did not even get that because I just, I, I, that's a different kind of fighting uh, to me. It's oh not, boy, no, no, that was up there. I, with, I, yeah, I I'll completely see what you're like saying. Like when Chris yeah. O'Donnell picked up the piece of rusted metal nope, and went, no, "Holy we don't need to metal, repeat that." <laughs> like yeah. it was like that level of like, nah. <laughs> did not even pick up on that. Uh, but so they, they go down there just expecting to meet her and it's fine. Turns out some damn Nazi just had a baby and a bunch of Nazis are down there celebrating and, uh, she's playing along. Like she's, she's trying to, she is the only competent person in this movie. <laughs> uh, she like, interestingly enough. So she's originally a German act- actress, but like Tarantino knew of her through her American acting. And at first, wasn't sure if she could do a German accent or like speak German. Believably. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Considering like the scene that this is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she's like, no, I, I yeah. actually speak German. Yeah. That's like my, my, yeah. And that's the language I raised. And which, as we get to this scene, it should be brought up. I mentioned this earlier that uh, talk about sunk casting. Initially, he was considering Simon Pegg for the Michael Fassbender role. Yeah. So we, we, we texted about this earlier. I, I love Michael Fassbender. I think he did a great job in this. However, I don't think he did a great job for this movie in this. I think I think Michael Fassbender's role is like we've talked about this a lot in shitty movies where where somebody is on the on the right tonal path of being in a shitty movie where mm-hmm. they're over the top in the right way. I think Michael Fassbender is putting in an articulate, subtle role that's meant for a real movie like about World War II, where this is more akin to a Zucker Brothers style, I, which is why I thought the Simon Pegg thing actually would have been really interesting because I think that would have fit better of the... Yeah, I, I think mean, he's I a see... Good, I think he's a good straight actor, but he's, he's not good... so good, and I think that actually would have fit tonally. On, and a, I, on a macro level, I agree with yeah. you, but I think f- for this scene to work as well as it does, I think that that would that would lessen that if it was Simon Pegg. I think as an honest man, yeah. like if you're an honest member that's familiar with Simon Pegg at all and kind of has it in your head, the kind of the kind of roles he plays, much in the same way that you're like Mike Myers. Yeah. I think having an actor play like a more serious nuanced role in this probably the most serious scene in the entire movie where like, I think you needed that for this scene in order for it to work well, because the tension has to be just so. But it doesn't see. So I think the character is supposed to be a flippant wannabe actor and that's why he gets caught because he's he's he, like his accents chunky and awful he's he like he's it's almost like talking about la la land where the point is that they're these vapid surface level characters mm-hmm. and i think michael fassbender has such charisma and such depth that like it, it doesn't like the character as it's supposed to be doesn't read you yeah, read it as like I, as I a disagree because i think spy. yeah but but i think like that rides that line because people are like your accent's fucking weird but you seem like the part and I, I just feel like Simon Pegg would would wear that on his sleeve a bit more, mm. whereas whereas Michael Fassbender Michael Fassbender plays a little bit closer. I mean, that's just my take on it. I, I completely see where you're coming from. Also, one one scene back. So you speak German, do you? It's like like a, like a Katzenjammer kid. Yes, I just lovely line. Yeah, <laughs> wait way to go, Tarantino. You're about the only person that could write that. But way to go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so they're down there and. Um, 
they show up and they're they're disguised. Him and two of the bastards, two of the German bastards, uh, are wearing SS uniforms, and all these guys are like oh saluting them because they're just uh, uh, officer, not officers, uh, servicemen basically. Yeah, whatever. So she joins them uh, to talk to them, and it is like this is like a cringe. Com- this is like curb your enthusiasm, cringe comedy kind of thing where I hate watching this. Yeah, it's but brutal. it's so good. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Because it is just you, you, you know what's at stake, and they keep, they keep the the soldiers keep bothering them. This one drunk guy comes over, and keeps talking to them, and it's just like, oh, everyone, shut up and just get out of there. And it just never happens. And then this officer shows up. Uh, oh, and he's got a re- Hellstrom, I think is actually the guy. Yeah, name, yeah which right. is pretty yeah, great. Yeah. No, he's got a he's got a very like uh, fanfic yeah, Nazi, Nazi von name. bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's been hiding in the back this whole time, and he comes out and wants to talk to them. And because he's an officer, they can't just shrug him off. And that that is where the real like push and pull of this scene. Oh, it's so good, and yeah. it's and it's great. And the actors I think do very well of like because they're trying to they don't want to be too suspicious, but they kind of want to fob this guy off. But he's not into it. The whole thing the whole thing really gets set off by Michael Fassbender's questionable accent, which he plays off as some provincial village thing. But he gets found out later when he thro- when he sh- throws up a three with his hand the wrong way. That apparently like the the Germans do thumb, forefinger, middle finger. Yeah, Einstein that I. I guess to this day, Michael Fassbender was saying that people still come up to him and do that. Like, really? Like, show him the correct way. And he's like, yeah, I'm German. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, Fans are terrible. Uh, yeah, no, it's a beautiful scene. Him getting found out is beautiful. And then, the and it, going back to Tarantino being silly, him being like, well, old chap, I've had my gun pointed at your testicles ever since you sat down. Yeah. And just in that aristocratic English him saying specifically, I've got my gun pointed at your testicles is so, it's, it's such a brilliant kind of, it's not a tension reliever, but it's like, it, it does kind of like release the valve a little bit and yeah. then just full out brutal, you know, shoot gore bonanza. Yeah. Well, it seems like we're, it's a Tarantino movie. You got to have a, a Mexican standoff at some point. Yeah. Even like specifically. Oh, no, I, I love the conversation, but defining what is yeah. or is not a Mexican standoff is very nice. But, but I do feel like. There was a little bit, also a little bit of release valve of like, yeah, I, I know you guys are here to see the stuff that I normally do. Here's this. Yeah. You know? uh, but, but, but done more artfully than perhaps he usually does. Though I, and I, I felt bad when, uh, the, the guy that just had a kid, mm-hmm. when he got shot by Von Hammersmark or whatever. Yeah. Oh man, I felt bad for that dude. Cause it's yeah, like, he didn't do like, anything. He was, he was like in the shit. Yeah, I know, but he's a Nazi <laughs> with a kid. He's Come on. He's a like a lovable Nazi. He's like, yeah. <laughs> A Nazi. You know, he's like he's like uh, it's like a dog. A in Nazi. A movie, yes, know? he's a Nazi. Yeah, like a dog in a movie where everybody's like everybody likes dogs. The dog is a Nazi. Yeah, you know, I think it's like the fourth of the Air Bud movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lou will not replace us. Luftbud. Yeah, still a Nazi. Yeah, yeah. No thanks. Well, we were. Oh, we also missed speaking of running uh, the earlier scene, and I, I just the brutal uh fast twitch muscle fiber bit of like Goebbels where he's like the only reason that Americans are doing so well in sports is because of their Negro slave blood. Oh yeah. It yeah, is yeah. it is such a beautiful and it it is uh because he it's the one movie he didn't use it, that was Tarantino using the N word. I was gonna say like this is this is I was What's thinking the, about that. I'm like this is the only time I think Tarantino has just not Yeah not and, done the, and the reason he didn't do it is because he had a whole spot about how Oh, the Negro, they're the athletic type. Yeah. Like, and I know he's not saying it, yeah. but it is like every movie he needs. I gotta, to, I gotta yeah. get this in there. Yeah. Um, so I, during the shootout, uh, 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 Fräulein von Hammersmark, 
uh, gets shot in the leg. Mm-hmm. They have the whole Mexican scandal thing. So they bring her to a uh, veterinarian's office to get the, uh, wound, uh, the wound taken care of. And it is uh, Aldo Rain, uh, the bear Jew, and other guy. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Aldo uh, puts his finger in the bullet hole to make her talk about what happened and yeah. what a thing. And I think it's a nice little scene. But yeah, the the, the plan is revealed that they're going to go to the premiere because you know I speak a little Italian, which this is so stupid, but I could not love it more because one oh it's great. I'm very attracted to Brad Pitt. Oh, he's a he handsome is, guy. Even I mean, even like he's getting up there in the years, but motherfucker, that is a goddamn good looking yes, man. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, so, but, and I hate his accent of this, but it's so perfect when that accent goes, yeah, we speak some Italian, yeah. which is great. And I also love the third guy goes, I don't speak any Italian. See, I told you you were in third place. Yeah. Like that. Oh, God. And this, All I got to do is shut the fuck up. Yeah. Why don't you start now? Now the movie's won me back over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the whole... And again, like this leads to my whole thing where, where the American, uh, this is our version of nation's pride or, or whatever that yeah. Nazi. Because like Brad Pitt's torturing a woman, but you're like, yeah, but it's to get the Nazis. But he, he's torturing a German woman. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, it's acceptable. It's like, uh, yeah. and with a Southern accent, you're like, oh, he's George W. Bush, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I read an article um, before the show, and, and, and I, I'm not going to bring it up too much, but there was a there was a meta critique of the film of rewatching Inglorious Bastards under the Trump administration. Hmm. And went, oh boy, you guys are trying way too. Yeah, that's hard. It, like yeah. I don't. Okay, yeah, gotta get them clicks. Okay, uh, I guess we're just about at the end. We're yeah, we're 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 yeah. at the Operation Kino going to going into effect, which is basically. Oh, John. By the way, yeah, you know, you know that you know that uh, name means. Yeah, it's German for film. No, it's because it's like a lottery. It's like Kino. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, because you're like- Because your number's up, you're rolling, Hitler. You're rolling the dice like right. Kino. <laughs> uh, so the, the the bastards have this plan because uh, uh, Fancy Pants, uh, what's his name? Zoller uh, got the movie shifted to Shoshana's Theater because he's awful. Uh, well, let's, I guess we should, his whole- character arc is he's just he's just thirsty for Shoshana. He's just like thirsty that's, for Shoshana that, that's just and what like he's just, going just for. trying to flex. Okay, that's like that's crazy. what's happening. Yeah. I, I I want there to be more, but that's just what that guy no, that, yeah, is. Yeah, that guy's just yeah, a piece some of shit. Dumb German yeah. guy with a boner. Okay, cool. And uh so the 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 bastard's whole plan is to blow it up, not knowing that Shoshana's whole plan is to blow it up using using a uh film. Oh which by the way what a what a slow overhand jerk off from Quentin Tarantino to get to talk about the old style of film. Well, just, yeah. I mean, again, like, like just, okay. Like the, all those Samuel Jackson scenes are completely, yeah. But when he's like document, like it becomes a documentary. Yeah. Just the the old, the old, uh, uh, nitrate film of just, that is so Tarantino just like, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah. I didn't even have to look this up. I just knew it off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Just letting you guys know, you know, the old type, the old. So here's a question I have. Do you think in their initial plan, that Shoshana and the other guy were going to try to escape? I think that was the idea. Okay. So I think that's why he was behind the stage. Right. But like, there's no indication that he leaves. He just sets the, he sets the thing ablaze and that's the last you see of him. That's true. Yeah. And, and like what happens with later with her and and Zoller, like, I don't know if her plan was to like, we're going to get out of here, but they were also acting like 
this is it, like suicide mission for us too, which I didn't really, didn't make any sense to me because you could probably get away with that without. No, there was a know. lot of that that felt rushed and not character motivated. Mm. I mean, I get it, there's character motivation, but like the needing to die during it, it's like you yeah. could spend like like two more minutes for yeah, this I don't, I, I don't think her plan was to die doing it, but I'm also not entirely sure. No, it wasn't clear, but I think that was what they were leaning towards. But it's problematic that, uh, she did like her not getting away. Like she would have to lock the door behind her on the way out for them to be trapped. Not as because she's in the projection booth. Like they lock the doors oh, after, right. yeah, after yeah, yeah. Zola's oh, gone yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, I, right, I, right. I do like, so yeah, all the Nazis are there to, to see this movie. And, um, Oh yeah. And by the way, we forgot to mention Hitler showing up. Hitler. Yeah. Not Hitler showing up. Cake. And I do like, and this movie does. Do some, you think anybody understands our cake Hitler reference? I, if, they, if they're not, they should listen to order of the black Eagle. <laughs> uh, but there's a, uh, a, a bit where the, when they show up, Hans Landa knows that like Von Hammer's Mark was somehow involved in whatever went down in that basement because she had signed a napkin for the, for yes. the dad. And so he's already like, and she shows up with a, uh, uh, cast and he's, you know, has this missing shoe that was down there as well. So he already is like, well, this is something's going on here. And the way he plays that out is so great. Like he's such a dick. Uh, she's like mountain climbing and he's like, does this like deaf comedy jam laugh. Oh like, yeah, take, take it back by my own yeah. laughter, kind of thing. What a, what a weird spot though, because this is. So I mean, we talked about this a little bit before, but he notices it's a, he he gets that she's a traitor. Mm-hmm. So at this moment, he decides I'm taking down the Third Reich because he knows Hitler's there. He knows that all the top officials are there. This doesn't make a lot of sense plot wise. I think I think what happens is that he's he's angry at her for being a traitor. And like he's yeah. also just a psychopathic monster. Like there's there's no getting around that, that he's just a monster. And so he murders her, chokes her to death. Like there's not even like a, a big explanation or some big like speech about it. He yeah. just as soon as he figures out it's her, it just gets her. And then kind of figures out, well, those guys are already in there with the bomb. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to get too much in the mind of a Nazi, but it does seem like he's kind of like, okay, well, then their numbers could be up and I could work this to my advantage and just retire. Or I could just keep doing this ad infinitum, you know, yeah. and whether or not we win the war. Uh, but I do kind of like that, that change, just how maniacal he is in terms of, uh, instead of being like, seeming, seeming like an agent for the Reich, being like, no, I'm just a piece of shit and I like doing this and I want to be done doing it. You know, yeah. like where where like when they talk about him being the Jew hunter, he's like, oh, that's a gross nickname. Where at the beginning he was like, it's a, I love it. Yeah. It's me. No, I mean, it, gets, it does make sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's a spot we need to talk about uh, and discussed earlier, assuming it makes the final edit of uh, not liking uh, to know about your artists. Mm-hmm. Do you, the scene where uh, he chokes. Yep. That's Tarantino's hands. Yep. So Tarantino... Who, who ostensibly isn't an actor. I mean, he's been in some stuff, Golden Girls most notably. Mm-hmm. Got in front of the camera, just his hands, to choke out a woman. Yep. That same woman who her feet were on film earlier. Yeah. I, um... I, let's just leave that there. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> like, like, you know, there's the, there's the whole backstory of uh, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, where Sam Raimi loves to just hurt Bruce Campbell. But boy, is that an entirely different thing than what's happening here this is i mean all right let's just let's just put it on the yeah. table do you think he had an erection while he was filming that scene i 
don't think he never has an erection. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Good point. Uh, but yeah, it was it was more so. He's like Ichi the killer in that way. Yes. But yeah, but that, that bit where they... You say things. I don't well, know what's happening now. Where uh, Before he murders him, when, when Christian Waltz calls them on their Italian and Brad Pitt keeps keeps having to say Gorlami a whole bunch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you could tell, like, the Christoph, like, you know, Lond or whatever, like, knows this is a whole thing, but just is really enjoying yeah. making them, you know, go through the whole... And I and I hate to be on the side of Nazis, but I enjoyed that bit. It was, since when? <laughs> since since uh, we're on tape. Uh, oh, well, yeah, my mistake. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, let me just take this hat off. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so they... And, like, the, it's revealed that the, the two remaining bastards have... Uh, Dynamite on their legs and a time bomb. Again, and so shitty, did Brad Pitt too. Plan. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, like chair. they they knew they were like we're screwed. Like we don't. Yeah, but no, but but they don't. You just leave it under a chair, like the chair you're sitting in. It's it's a timer. Yeah, they could have, but I mean, also because it was no, Eli you, Roth, they, I'm fine with with him. Yeah, I just I I this is the problem of like some of the writing of this film where he just goes yeah, and then that happened. Well, but it's also you know you, you one could argue I suppose that. Um, Eli Roth being super excited at finding guys with machine guns and Hitler. And he, go, and he goes back inside to get the, like, shh, hey, gets the other guy's attention. That uh, maybe that part of the plan they forgot to just leave it under there. And then, yeah. like, well, we can just shoot Nazis. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. So, uh, Emmanuel and, uh, uh, a.k.a. Shoshana, mm-hmm. they, uh, she, uh, she sees Zoller goes into the production booth. And she, this is the, this is the time where she psychs him out with a uh, sexy time. She's like, yeah. lock the door behind you. He turns the lock the door. She shoots his ass yeah. like four times. However, not enough to make him dead. Nope. Because she sees him on screen. Turns out he's a good actor. And just, I'm affected by your on-screen performance. I shall go over and tend to you. He spins him over. Walter Pipike. Kapow. Kapow. Multiple kapows. Yeah. She dead as fuck. Yeah. She dead. He no longer thirsty. She dead. Yep. Um, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like... It's, oh, yeah, and this is during the whole, like, uh, 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 Metropolis, her giant head on the screen. Yeah, like, she I has, am the face of Jewish resistance. Yeah, uh, she has filmed herself. Part of the whole plan is filming this close-up of her talking about how the Germans are all going to die at the hands of a Jew, and it's her, and meanwhile, her love is in the back lighting all that film on fire. And I do like that it was in English, because it's it's been pretty established. She doesn't know German, and that... You know, speaking French probably doesn't mean a whole lot to these Germans, so let's do it in English. Yeah. I just, I like that little touch. Uh, everybody's locked in, and this is the uh, the big scene. Uh, they get their uh, one-shot handguns, uh, 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 mitten guns, yeah, like, which are awesome. Yeah, is that a real thing? I don't know, but well, it should be. Well, because before that happens, that's when they, they go, he goes to get the gun, where they like they run and they punch a guy, and like there's a lever that also fires a bullet. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that was so great. Those are the coolest inventions ever. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed that. And then uh, the this is the scene. There, so I saw this in the theater. Uh, it's spelled R-E because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like that. And I did not know the ending of this film. I did. So I'm, I'm you know, it's a World War II movie. You, you kind of know the, the broad strokes of what happens. Yeah. So when Eli Roth and other guy walk into the opera box and then just blast the shit out of Hitler yeah. with machine guns. And like to an extent where his face is exploding. Just, he looks like he's made yeah. of cake. Like it just it's, I was I remember just laughing in the theater. Oh, just yeah. being like I cannot fucking believe I just saw that It's in hard a movie. not to get excited about that. Cuz it's how bo- like now that the movie's been made, I think like the the the, the edge has been dulled on this, but like how ballsy is it? 
you make a World War II movie yeah. and then just decide without fanfare to kill Hitler. And it's not even a plot point. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Well, I mean, court. it's a plot point to get people there, but like, it's no, no, not but like, it's like, but we got him. It's more just like, we're killing him. And then there's Hitler too. Just fuck Hitler that guy. happened to have been yeah. there. Fan fucking test. Well, there were, there were people when this movie came out that were very upset about the morality of this whole thing because it made light of World War II. And I'm like, he fucking killed you Hitler. killed Hitler. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they kill Hitler, um, and, uh, oh, I guess we missed, uh, uh Christoph Waltz was caught, uh, uh, he caught the bastards. Yeah, yeah, he, and, I mean, because he figured out he, he got Aldo Reign, but then he just basically... So he made a deal with Home Office. To, with, uh, with General Harvey Keitel. Uh, yeah. So, but we, this is, this is another weird plot point. He's going to get a house and blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. And then Congressional course, Medal of Honor. Of course, uh, uh, they cross the line and then uh, it's like he, he all the range shoots this, the. Well, the, yeah, because the thing is, like, you're going to you're going to act like prisoners to them. Then you're going to cross to our side of the line and then, and then they're going to act yeah. like prisoners to you. And during the switch off, Aldo shoots the his secretary or whatever, yeah. you know, and then uh, he does the speech of, well, you're going to take off your uniform. So basically you're going to carve it in your head. Yeah. Fine. Except. Nah, you, you already because yeah. you like it's like oh I'm just gonna get chewed out a bit. Which funny line I yeah. can deal with the chewing out. Yeah, like and I've I have used that in my own head to justify things since where it's like oh, I'm gonna get chewed out. I've been chewed out before. Yeah, but I mean you could just shoot him too. It's not like he's what's he gonna offer now? Yeah, I mean like he's still like I, yeah, yeah he made a verbal agreement on the phone to some guy. Yeah, I don't know, but it's but yeah. like their their whole thing is they generally leave one Nazi alive. With that mark. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Leave one alive, cool enough. Yeah. And that is a cringy scene where you see oh, the close-up. Oh, it's so tough. Of, yeah. Ooh, when you boy. see, like, the, the, the whole head, like, separating. Yeah. Like, oh. very, very well done, but very upsetting. Oh, yeah, yeah. very upsetting. And uh, and then the line, uh, uh, this is this is his masterpiece. I think this is going to be my masterpiece, yeah. Yeah. Which, I get it, Quentin Tarantino. And then... Uh, he, made, he apparently wrote the script over a course of 10 years, but, like, kind of was done with it, but then, like... Wasn't sure, and so went and made the Kill Bill movies, and then yeah. came back to this. Uh, and I th- it's it's amazing, like that part of of uh, Landa, uh, that he had to speak Italian, French, German, English, yeah. like all pretty flawlessly, and that he found a guy to do that, and then not just that could do it, but was also just a really good actor. Yeah. I would have, uh, and unfortunately, it would have lost Christoph Waltz for it. But I, I think I would have liked this movie better, directed by a pre-Kill Bill Tarantino. Mm. Like, what, what, it, what about it? Like, why? I just think I think he's he he fell too much into his I like tropes so much stuff. I think he would have made a. Oh, I don't know. I think he was always there. No, he he was not this deep though. I I I actually think his filmmaking got better. I actually think his filmmaking got better in that interim. I think I think pre-Kill Bill, it would have been a lot, maybe a lot more raw. Uh, maybe in, that's in some what regards, I want. Maybe, maybe that would have been that would have been a bad thing. But I do, also, I I think, do this, think like yeah. the the tension wouldn't have been as good. Like but, that, but that I think the, whole, the overall good. script would have been better too because I think he, this this seems like something that was overwritten. Well, Again, you, could, like, you the, could say that about any of his stuff, though. I mean, no, but I mean, not in a good way. Like in, a, that's what I'm saying. Like in Infinity War, way where it's like there's too much for what it's like. It's just it tried to do too much, and I just mm. it just it fell kind of. It just it just it set it's just sitting in this like kind of like yeah, that was a movie. Rather than trying to be like one type of World War II film, it was 
all types of World War II. Films? Yeah, and it, sure. yeah, it was just going for everything and like having every kind of character instead of you know like that's like the Great Escape. Like the reason that movie works is because you know like the you know the four main characters and you know their ins and outs. And the escape is pretty good. Yeah, well, it's, you know, some I wouldn't say great, but you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I still like it. I um. I wasn't sure, like, I liked it. <laughs> as far as, like, in the in the Tarantino oeuvre or yeah. whatever, it's slightly above middle of the pack, probably, for me. Um, it's not my favorite, but I do enjoy it. I I mean, it's it's fine. I just, I, I, I expect better from you, young man. <laughs> like, I just, I'm sorry know, to disappoint you. <laughs> I know, I, from Tarantino, oh. I, just, I think he's a talented director, and I, I and I think he's a, ta- more, more importantly, I think he's a talented writer. Yeah. And I, I just think this could have been better. And that's, that's, I think it's what isn't there that kind of annoys me. Like that he put so even like this, this should have been like, you know, how hatefully he got recut into like a mini series. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. And I real oh, skeptical I don't think about it, but like this movie feels like that shit. Like this should have been a four hour movie mm-hmm. or a better written movie at, you know, two and a half. Like it's just, it just wasn't enough while being too much. So it was just like, you know, I just, sure. I didn't have enough of anything other than the fact that Christoph Waltz fucking rules. was great. Yeah. 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 So, John, next episode, yes. celebrating two years in, like, four weeks. Absolutely. The, 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 the silver the, anniversary. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's uh, uh, Neodymium. I don't know. I couldn't is think. This, is that what Diddy was in the Matrix? No, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of rare earth element. Oh, okay. What do you? What do you? What do you? What are you, what are you, uh, what are you trying to figure out the, uh, the unexpected virtues of ignorance? Damn, I'm so angry I set that up so well. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> anyway, next next week we're going to be watching Birdman. Oh, damn. The uh, the Michael Keaton movie that was uh, acclaimed across the board. Was except acclaimed. for one of my friends that really hates it that it turns out tonight wasn't John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I ended up seeing it a couple of times, actually. Oh, yeah, it, it totally wasn't you. I don't, somebody in my life, and there's not that many of them that I know in real life, fucking hates this movie. And I'm really excited to see it because I haven't seen it. I don't, I know nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. It's been a little, I mean, obviously it's been a little bit since I've seen it and whether or not I will still enjoy it. But I was just happy to see Michael Keaton again. I remember that much. Yeah, damn straight. Vulture himself. Yeah. But that was before I saw, uh, yeah, before I saw that role. The greatest, greatest role ever His been. iconic role. When he danced uh, with the spider in the pale moonlight. Yeah. Birdman. All right. Uh, so uh, rate, review, do those things on uh, whatever podcatcher service you have would be very helpful for us. Including Remember, Stitcher Premium. Yes. StitcherPremium.com. Use promo code STUFF. And if you don't want to sign up for that, go to Patreon.com slash Alex Bolin because no one subscribes to my Patreon. You can hear John and I talk weird things. Yeah. That's most of the Patreon. And uh, yeah, if you got any ideas for movies uh, for us to watch or want to talk about the stuff we've already talked about uh, go ahead and leave a comment on our facebook page it's true yes uh john and alex hate stuff on facebook arrivederci